Previously on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Eddie Robinson in the building. If I would have lived in Europe, I would have been the first black guy in the Tour de France. I put on the Tour de France. It's either that or Matlock. It put me straight out. <laughs> that is a cure for insomnia. I listened to him weeks later. That's the beauty of a podcast. But I don't believe that Washington is a good football team. And I don't believe Philadelphia is a very good football team. You have to run the football and control the clock. The best way to stop Ty Gurley is to sit him on the sideline with a baseball cap on. Lloyd and those guys, the way they did Warren Moon, it was unkind. Me and Jerome Bettis used to have some verbal barrages. Beep, beep, beep. They will definitely go to them strip clubs. They will not have a good game. <laughs> if we were in practice, you were not going to get a rep because you may go out there and do something spectacular. You may be better than me, but nobody will ever know that because I'm going to take every rep. I didn't know Mahomes was going to be with Mahomes is. Nobody knew. I knew. No, no, no. Nobody I did knew. know. No. At halftime, it's 35-14 and everybody's like, man, it's going to be a hard second half. No, <laughs> Ain't nobody's going to the bar getting no drinks. You can't manage life. Correct. How in the hell are you going to leave my billion dollar franchise? I'm Eddie Robinson. Oh, now you want to degrade the man that's instead not, of following not, that damn not, rules. That ain't right. You no, 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 no. And you know that's wrong. We believe in change and we're prepared for it with new techniques and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. We're getting ready to have a live What we were trying to say. You got the walk home. Walk home. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. To reach Devin Wade with a question or comment, follow him on Twitter at Wadesword. Be a part of the group on Facebook by joining the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group or liking the page. Welcome to episode 78 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. So glad to be back with you. It's been a while since we've done a full episode, and we have a great one in store for you this time out as we welcome Biscuit, my brother Jordan Wade, back in the building. And we have a lot to talk about, a lot. So much has transpired. I did do a brief cast. I'm going to start doing more of those as well in between long episodes, but we missed quite a bit. But this episode, we have a number of things we want to get into, sort of a review sort of situation. So we're going to get into that. And in the second half of the show, a conversation with former NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year, Santana Dotson, former Green Bay Packer, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, going to talk about the Green Bay Packers situation and the coaching change with Mike McCarthy. So a lot to get into, and with that, let's bring in Biscuit. How are you, Biscuit? Good. How are you? Good. Well, a lot has taken place, and I want to get into a number of those things. But first and foremost, what's brand new? Brand new. What's brand new for me? I'm I'm trying to emotionally recover from the breakup of Cardi B and Offset. Yeah, I saw that, and I have to say that I was shocked. Didn't see that one coming. Are you serious? Were you seriously, no, honestly no, shocked? No, oh, okay, nothing. I mean, she, so Offset was trying to, you know, pick up some hype on the side. He was trying to hype. Is that a, that's a? He was trying to have relations. A euphemism for. Sex, Sex uh, yes, with uh, two other young ladies at um, the same time. So you mean to tell me that a rapper from the Migos mm-hmm. <laughs> strayed from the reservation a little bit? I mean, yeah, man, he's married. They just had a baby. You know, it was beautiful. Black love, you know. It was, well, it was, I mean, it was. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to recover from that. So, I mean, if you were not married, would you shoot your shot? For Cardi B? Yes. No, thank you. Oh. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. 
This, she says shmoney and like just her whole persona, like when she's not being like a real person, like is really just bad. And, and I mean, she's not, she presents herself as ignorant when she's not. And I just don't like that. Uh, how much of an act is that? I think it's a big act, actually. Uh, well, you know what? I'll say this. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Look, let me say this about it. Would you I, shoot your shot? No. Why? Because you were the man, you were the man who wanted Trina. Like Trina, let me tell you something. Let me explain something about Trina. Trina, and if you don't know who she is, don't look up around children. Okay. <laughs> Trina says, "I didn't." I, Trina, yeah, I, I, yeah, it was, it's, yes, yeah. I have to admit it. It was. I don't. I had. Ne- mm, I had never quite heard someone do the thing, even past Lil Kim. This was. This was like Millie Jackson on crack cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, this was this was this was something different. Uh-huh. And yeah, I had a, a not a big thing, but you know, I like ratchet. You sometimes yeah, I do. I know you do. I, I every now and then. I mean, you know, I put it. I, I so no Cardi B. Cardi B's ratchet. She is, and so. But I will say this: I like Cardi B. I, okay. I like Cardi B. I even like her in the Nicki Minaj beef. So, okay. So I I like I mean it's a guilty pleasure. I don't know. Don't get me wrong. Let me put this in perspective. I'm not buying her records. Okay. But I like I I like how she does what she does because she is she seems to be and you saying something different, but she seems to be about as authentic as anybody that's out there now. It's not a lot of real out there. She's not. I mean, what she presents. I mean, her body parts notwithstanding. But I'm (laughs) seeing see body shaming. No, no, no. Everything on her is fake, right? I mean, it's hers, Devin. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Well, whatever your perspective is on that, but okay. Every, I mean, yeah, that's a bigger discussion about <laughs> fake body parts or enhanced body parts. Okay, yeah, say enhanced body parts. I think that's better. Yeah, but it's okay. But it's but fake is work. It works. I mean, because that's fake not works. real. <laughs> that, that, they, the people can't see well, what you're I mean, doing. You see that onion ain't. Uh, it, it's not a real onion. Oh you goodness. know what I mean? That's a fake onion. Well, she's she's talked about how she's had. That's fake a genetically stuff modified, done. not quite genetically modified. That's a modified onion. You are crazy. I mean, some you know, and that's my whole thing with Nicki Minaj. Like Nicki Minaj, it, she's like a like a plastic person. I mean, it, she's this, a Barbie doll. She's she's a Barbie doll. She yeah, says that's, that. That's that her persona. That does not appeal to me at all. Not need, to me. You need to go out on the farm and get Judy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, but that, be honestly though, that ain't, that is, that's not, that's hey, not that's even. That's what the kids I, like these that's days. That's what the kids like. That's what the kids like. But I like Cardi B. But, but Trina, Trina was something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm ashamed to say it. I shouldn't even <laughs> say it on a, on the podcast. But yeah, yeah, that was. I heard a record. I'm like, I had to go sit down somewhere. <laughs> I had to get a glass of water. She said, "What?" I had to process it. It, it hits you in waves. Right. Have you ever had like a hot sauce and it doesn't hit you at the beginning? Right. But it, it comes in waves. Yeah. Yeah, Trina. I mean, again, I didn't seek her out, and I'm not following her on Instagram. No, no, none of them. Nothing like that. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I it just was a when I first heard it. Maybe it was the shock value of it all. But it was, you know, yeah, it was something. Have you heard her music? I've heard her music, yes. I, I can't even get come close to saying some of the first things I heard her say. But it was like, whoa, wow, that is not nice. <laughs> but you and liked I it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
that's not nice at all. Wow. And I like it. No, but so so here's what's new for me. You know, we had a couple big losses in on uh, in Houston as I shift gears from Trina. <laughs> so let me get more somber as I talk about it. Mm-hmm. Bob McNair, owner of Houston Texans. I touched on that at the briefcast that, you know, I sort of gave him hell. And, you know. You did? I gave him blues. Didn't and you I, call him a plantation owner? On a, uh, something like that. I've said a bunch of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, you know, and like I said on the briefcast, some of his hyperbole uh, in, in very, you know, hyperbolic language for effect. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe I'm being fake. Or maybe I really feel that way, but I'm just being fake now. Right. Okay. So am I lying now or lying then? We'll get you to be that. The judge. We'll get to that later in the show on something else. So, but no, so no, 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 man. What we said, what we we kind of agree on this. Essentially, what we're dealing with. I don't agree that he's a a plantation. No, let's get to what we really think. What you said, I really believe what you said. He okay. He's a man of his time. He's right. a man of his his birth. South Carolina, he, you know. And again, I don't think I think he did a lot of great things, and I highlighted those things. The other thing was George Bush dying, and that's been sort of taking over the city of Houston. Mm-hmm. And I have a. a do you remember? Did, were you with me when I got the autograph with him in Holyfield? No, I was not. I got you know at the Astros game because they were fixtures. You you've been around them a lot at the baseball games. Yeah, I've it's, seen them a lot. I've I, I actually attended. Well, I didn't attend. I worked one of his birthday parties. I had a like a, a birthday party for what him. What did you do? I worked Wait for a, a catering service. Y'all, you didn't jump out the cake, did you? No, no, no. Is it no, something no. we need to no, know? No, 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 no. <laughs> so, so I wait. I worked for a catering service, and he had this big thing at I never Minute Maid. Was this something you just did one night? Right? Yeah, it was just one night. It's yeah. not like you work because I don't remember you working for. No, nah, I had a girlfriend. She wanted me to work oh, with her. That kind of thing. Right. Okay, oh, so I worked. I worked. You did a lot of stuff when you went out. I mean, everybody you were electrician. does. Oh my gosh. <laughs> drove the bus to Cleveland. Oh, oh my god! I didn't drive the bus. I rode the bus. But anyway, yeah. So, <laughs> wow! I can't believe you were there, but that's cool. Uh, we're not gonna talk about all the stuff you did. But oh, anyway, yeah, it's a lot. So you uh, already outed me on Trina, anyway. Well, that was di- that's different. Anyway, so I worked this thing. It was a birthday party, and I worked in each section of Minute Maid on this on the concourse level. They had different parts of his life, and I worked in the part where he was like, <laughs> where he when he was in Maine or Yale or something, and we so we passed out crab cakes, and so he came by and you know said hi to everybody. I mean, he was in a wheelchair. Was he so. nice to the hill? I mean, he just said hi. They just rolled him through. I mean, it wasn't nothing. Okay. I mean, he just said hi and went on his way. So he, he was, was already he was in the right. wheelchair. From what I remember, I mean, it was Minute Maid, yeah. I mean, it was, it was. Well, he and Barbara, they used to come to the Astros game a lot. Mm-hmm. And Holyfield was throwing out the first pitch. So that tells you how long ago that was. Okay. At the time, he. That was before. That was like 10 children ago. <laughs> well, that was after the first six. <laughs> However, his son is a ball at Georgia. So, hey. But, but you know what? Well, among my, among the athletes that I really don't know, I've been around him more than any other athlete. Because he trained here in Houston, mm-hmm. and I was a huge—I still am a huge fan of Evander Holyfield, and you know, whatever his his you know, because I thought he you know he had rededicated his life, and yeah. when he found the last lady, well, the lady then I think the last lady, no. she was the doctor slash I don't she was the doctor they were real religious all she talked about was the Lord, and uh, <laughs> no I mean I'm just saying he. I thought, you know. He thought he, he went, yeah, went but, but he, backslid. 
That boy know how he, he gets it in. You know what I mean? <laughs> he don't believe, he don't wear head gear in or out of the ring. <laughs> so, boy don't believe in safety, does uh, he? No, he does not. No, but you know, I I've been around him as much as as and, you know, and I wouldn't say that he knows me. He cut some some drops for me back in the day. But anyway, he was throwing out the first pitch and Barr and, and George were there. And <laughs> oh, Barr? That's what he called her, right? I don't know. Bar, Bar, Bar. Barb, maybe? They want no B on it. Come on, man. Know your president. I, I don't know what he called his wife. Well, in, in the, I mean, another, a couple of things. I have a couple of encounters with him. But that, that I, he had the, he and at the time, Holyfield, every time he signed something, signed Philippians 4.13. I can do all, all things through Christ, Christ who strengthens, strengthens me. me. And I know that because of Holyfield. Uh-huh, nice. Which I, not because. Nah, no, <laughs> not because I need to know it, but yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, but I just remember that because that's how he signed everything. Uh, and then John 3.16 used to be at all the football games. And that is what? For God so loved the world. He, he gave, gave his, his own. own yeah, see, so those football has get, taken me to religion. <laughs> oh, okay. So as it takes me away every Sunday now, <laughs> yeah. it is giving me that. And so, yeah. But anyway, he that's he and George both signed it. And I, you know, I don't know where that is. Do you, do you you have a picture with them? Both no, of them? no, no, no. Oh, okay. You said a pic. I thought you uh, said They a autographed a uh, program. Okay. And they both signed it. Thanks. I would imagine that would be important. I, I think so. Yeah, because they didn't sign it to me. They just signed their names on the Astros program. Okay. As I, you know, and but in my younger days, that uh, you know that do you know this? What? Do you know that I went to the Republican convention? I do know that you went yeah. to the Republican convention. I do and know I that took, you called yourself a Republican. I did. I, I, I do did. remember those things. Uh, yes. yes. I, I do remember you voted Republican the first time you could vote. Right. I did, and that would have been. That would have been for eight. That would have been for Bush. That would have been for Bush. Nice. Yeah. That was your president. Yeah. His but, son came along uh, yeah. I mean, because was, of you. Yeah. 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 Well, we can. You have made all, that possible. Uh, no. 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 <laughs> we have lost all our listeners at this point. <laughs> but but I will say this. So okay, of course, you, when you're young and you're dumb, and I and look, and this is how crazy it is. I came from South Park. Now, I if you know. know anything about South Park, the antithesis, the opposite, the polar opposite of being yes. a Republican is South Park, Texas. Yes. And so, so, yeah, that was crazy. And I took my friend Wayne, and he was like, what in word? <laughs> when the hell do you have me? Because, yeah, and I just remember the only other black person that I saw, the only other black person that I saw, the James only Brown. other. Nope. Warm Moon. Oh well, that. But Ray Childress was there, and uh, Randy Travis sang. And then the next night, he gave the little keynote thing, and then they lost. Mm -hmm. You know, months later. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I did buy a pen that said it had a picture of Clinton and Gore, and it had not underneath. (laughs) Nice. Oh, I I think I was just being sort of oppositionally defiant. Yeah, yeah, being being you know just hating for hating's sake. And, And and obviously, I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, because we could not have more liberal parents as for well we can uh, slightly more yeah. liberal but but I mean as far as accepting and not and judging people and whatever whatever and by the way mm-hmm. everything changed in the Republican Party too so let's not forget okay. about that yeah yeah, yeah. Well, let's not talk about the Jimmy Carter years so anyway <laughs> I digress so yeah so he died and also we have been living with here in Houston we are sort of in the hangover of the Dallas Cowboys beating the New Orleans Saints. And that is a bad, bad situation for us in Houston. 
because that look, really. the day after that, the day after that, if you just went around town, you saw so much Dallas Cowboys get it was ridiculous. So I was going through the drive-thru trying to get a burger, right? Mm-hmm. And a car had broken down in the drive-thru. Okay? <laughs> this is real. This is really where, happening. Where were you? I was in Sugarland. Oh, wow. Yes. So I wasn't, I wasn't, yeah, I was in Sugarland. And so the lady told me at the thing, she said, drive around the car, the car's broken down. So I get to the window, the woman says, well, his car broke down. He ran out of gas. And I'm like, you know he could have just put the car in neutral and pushed it out of the GD way. But <laughs> <laughs> you could have pushed it out the goddamn way if, you know what I'm saying? Right. All you had to do is, like, and sure enough, he walks around the corner with a, with a, a gas can, head to toe, Dallas Cowboy gear. I said, okay, there it is. <laughs> And there it is. Like Tyrone Davis said, and there it is. That's how that happens. So uh, that is what's new. Let's get into some headlines. Yeah, a lot has gone on. A lot has gone on since we've been away. And I don't even know quite what where to delve in. I think, uh, you know, something I saw today, Alex Smith is suffering from an infection. A staph infection. And I got a... Uh, a Email from I'm on I'm on the email list for a number of NFL teams and mm-hmm. I, in the NFL itself and all of that. I got one that said that please respect his privacy, uh, you know, at this time, you know. So this is pretty serious. They saying he may not play again. Wow. So at the time of taping, we don't know the details, but this is bad. They're talking about aspects of reconstruction. They don't know. Wow, and then this is from a broken leg he suffered after he played against the Houston Texans. So that's going on. A lot of LeBron stuff is going on. I think we'll get into that. But since then, we we, we never got into KD, Draymond Green. The, I mean, it was a lot of stuff we missed out on, and we're right. kind of late to the party on. Uh, I did get into the Hugh uh, Jackson Baker Mayfield thing, which you know I got into all of those things. The other thing is, of course, the domestic violence stuff. Uh, in the NFL, Kareem Hunt and Ruben Foster, which are two distinctly different cases. Very different. Saw the interview with the young lady, Alyssa Ennis, today. And I'll let you talk first because I, I may I may be – I may not do well with that. <laughs> Why? Why do you say you're not going to do I, well I, with I, that? I just I, – go ahead and go first. I just think that we – I think that we – don't keep it real. Or maybe we don't. Some people don't know. Okay. What do and you mean? I, okay. So I guess I will talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I think you should. So here she is. Mm-hmm. The, uh, this is a Robin Foster case. Right. Now, and I agree. Let me. Let Linebacker me, from the San Francisco 49ers right, right, right. who got dropped because of domestic violence. And then assault. picked up by the Washington Redskins. And yeah, and we'll get into that part as well. So here's the deal. Okay. So. She made an initial claim against him, domestic violence claim. Correct. Then recanted and said that she was lying. Correct. Then they interact with one another again. She says he slapped her, slapped the phone out of her hand. Okay. Okay. Now, they say that there was reports that she had done this to a previous guy, made false accusations of domestic violence. And Correct. the outrage is... Once you get that lynch mob mentality, and, and again, he's not a victim. Let's not, because at the very least, he's very, 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 very stupid in love or whatever, or in his romantic choices, 
Whatever. Which we've all, like you listed the dumb things I did. Oh, I've done some very, very stupid exactly. things. Exactly. And very, very young, inappropriate things. I mean, look, has social media been around when I was there? I, nah, man, it was not, it's nowhere in hell. Like, people wouldn't <laughs> understand. Oh, you know, you just, you know, because again, it's so many layers to it. But, but what, there are things about both of these cases that, that bother me. Okay. But the Ruben Foster case is, okay, so she says this, and in the court of public opinion now, everybody's totally guilty until proven innocent. Mm-hmm. And she got on and she cried and whatever. And, and let me say this. I don't, I'm not about putting hands on women at all. I don't believe Correct. in it. We were not raised like that at all. Correct. And that was, you know, we couldn't even talk loud to our mom because my old man are jumping your chest. And, you know, and they, right. not with words either. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So, right. like, no, you know, like. My, and I couldn't fuss at him either, but my sister could fuss at him. Our sister Correct. could fuss at him, and they, they fuss back and forth. But me and you couldn't say anything to right. him or especially to mama. Correct. And Because he treats you like somebody out the street if you you even had a, took a tone with mama. Yes. And so that's how we were raised. So, so we, it's not a, we, you know. But I've also seen a lot, and I've been around a lot. And I will say this. So either she lied initially or she lied by recanting. She said she was lying during the recanting because she was so in love. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm with the NFL. Take the steps until you investigate this to this plays itself out. So he shouldn't be on the field. He shouldn't be working out with a team. I agree with that totally. Okay, But I think to just blindly jump on one side or the other mm-hmm. is not the right thing to do. But in, in keeping him off the field, isn't that – Jumping to some type of conclusion? I think the NFL has, I yeah, I do. But I, and I, it, in the old days, it used to be however it played out in court. You know, that that's how it went. Right. Now, this is the other thing that makes me feel uncomfortable about the Reuben Foster thing. And I heard Peter King say this, and he's like, you know, he's up the voice of the NFL media. <laughs> and well, he's one of. And he said, well, you know, they told him to stay away from her. Who was they? The team. The San Francisco 49ers told her told him to stay away after the first thing went away. Okay. They said, stay away from her and the girls like her. And Peter, What does that mean? That means don't date girls like her. I mean, and I guess I, I don't know what he meant by it, and I'm slightly paraphrasing what Peter okay. King said. So he says, what's the first thing he does when he gets into an area of the country where she is? What does he do? He goes and sees her anyway behind the team's back. Okay. Huh? What? No, no. And see, this is what bothers me about people. People want the NFL to be mama, daddy, master, whatever. Okay, but but okay. So what what's your what's your problem with the team not wanting him to see the girl because who can it's none of their business that's why and i understand as a friend as a uncle let me pull you to the side and say hey this ain't the look we, we've been here before we know how this is gonna go you need to stop as a friend as a as advice but as a as a i, I feel betrayed because you saw this woman let's pretend let's pretend well the team has invested money in him so what so what they they invest money in a lot of stuff. They they have busts. Every league, look at the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Markel Fultz is a bust. They invest a lot in a lot of people. He's got shoulder issues. Or whatever, yeah. And that's He's pretend. got houses going to fix him. He the, needs the, house to fix him. 
How? Oh, oh the show. The, the doc. He's, he's got some. I don't watch TV. He's, like no, but he's got some like rare right. thing going on with the show. He went to apparently. like ten doctors. But again, you don't want. I always take this back to: Do you want your job telling you if the GM from KTSU came to me and said, "Look, hey, uh, you know, oh, that's not a good look. I don't think you need to be messing with." Her. I, no, no, no. That's not what we do. That's not what a job does. And furthermore, they're mad with the NFL for not getting the take of the hotel situation in Cleveland with Kareem Hunt. So, I, a, do is the NFL the FBI? And people, people, I don't know. Maybe it's just it has to be just because of the money, or maybe because he's it's minorities because money. making money. It's I, both. It's, I mean, it's, you it's got levels black men making money, so you sit down. Uh, and just take this money because we paying you millions of dollars. And, and well, and, we, 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 see, I jumped the gun on all this because I have wanted to pace myself on this thing. <laughs> but let me let me go back to the, the okay. But hold on, let, let's talk about the money aspect because I'm losing my way here. Let's talk about the money aspect of it. You don't think the amount of money plays should play a role in the decisions these teams make? Yes, but there's a line. There's a clear line between ownership and a corporate. Well, I always say I don't even say. The, the couple, there's so much that irks me. Okay. When Bob McNair died, everybody said Mr. McNair. Mr. That McNair. always has bothered me because they I always call that man that. Mr. McNair. That's Bob, Bobby, <laughs> B.O.B., whatever. <laughs> it ain't Mr. No. I, no more than it is for anybody else. Right. He's an elderly man, so I'm supposed to call him Mr. because he's a billionaire? No, that's not cool. That is not cool. And I didn't do that. I slipped and did it, and I corrected myself. I said, no, why the hell I'm calling him Mr. because he's a billionaire? No. So this there's a line between, yeah, we have to look out for our best interest financially. They do it all the time. They cut players. They lie to players. They mislead players. They make false promises. They don't let players hit incentives. They make business decisions every single day. Correct. Where is the line? Now they talk about, you know, the analytics. They talking about even doing stuff like asking players how much sleep they have the the things to determine how much sleep they got. Well, they when do that. They the started in college. I mean, uh you have uh the 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 coach at Texas um Tom Herman. Tom Herman looking at the guys urine to see if they're hydrated enough. So I mean, it, it gets uh, yeah, to, and then the NBA they talking about oh, well, what guys uh, you know, when is the last? How much sleep you have? When would you eat? Who? When you last time you had sex? Like this is not no man. But I understand. We but 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 you, but you right got to understand. But you got to understand that whatever those players do that put on the uniform reflects on that team. Uh, who gives a damn? This the, is the, 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 the sponsors g- no. give get care. No. The the the, the, the team cares. The the fans care. This is what brings me everybody to, cares. This is what brings me to my other point. It's a privilege to play in the NFL. It's a privilege. Oh my gosh. Privilege. And the hypocrisy of people. And I'm gonna get to that. But it's a pri- no, 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 no. Hey, you're if it's privilege, guess what? If you graduate from Harvard because you were uh what what do they call it? Uh grandfather. Uh, uh, grand- no. no, you were the 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 legacy. Legacy, legacy that's yeah. right. If you're legacy, you get into Harvard, and that's you know, that's privilege. If you get into Harvard, otherwise you wouldn't have got in. But because your legacy, you you, you get in. If you if you are rich and affluent, come from a rich and affluent family and, and get a chance to play in the NFL, then yes, that's privilege. If you bust your ass from the day you were seven years old with a dream to play in the NFL, it's not 
It's not a privilege. You earned that. Not only that, because you became the very best in the world of what you do. Not only that, what it's a privilege to what to to injure myself and I may or may not have brain damage because you lied to me. Yeah, I'll make millions, but I'll be broke in ten years and I've made you billions. Okay? And and well, I Well, I mean, now you're getting into No, but I mean I mean you, you, you grouping players in and not giving them the, uh, not allowing them to have responsibility for their own actions. No, I'm not. I'm not saying all of that. And I think the league has to do some things to protect itself. But let's not get into a privilege to play a violent game. You, what are you doing in football? You're trying to knock the hell out of somebody, right? Not anymore. Well, yeah, no, that sucks too. But essentially, you're there to control violence to entertain the masses. Okay, correct, and that's that's ridiculous to say that that somehow is a privilege. That's like saying you are, it's a privilege to tap dance. That's <laughs> hey, you know that's a, it's a privilege to make. What's you wrong laugh. with tap dance? Nothing is wrong with it, but I'm saying it. You you but but you, you do a, have a responsibility. Even like this show, we have a responsibility of our fans because we are privileged to have people listen. We have a responsibility to bring them good content. We have a responsibility to, to make sure that our voices are clear, that that is well heard, that that we're prepared when we come and sit down and do this, that it's entertaining, that it's informative. We have a responsibility because we have a we okay, ha- have but, a privilege of their it a attention. Privilege that we doing this. Yes. Well, you sure don't treat this like a privilege because you're supposed to be here last Wednesday and you didn't show up. So um, no, you don't take it very serious if it is a privilege for you. But I will say this. No, no. What it is, I understand you have to look out for the sponsors and all that. But let's not put— You got to look out for the people who write the checks. Right. But again, and I, the, the checks, all they want the checks, they want the soccer mom money. They got the guy money. They got the, the, the 18 to, to 35, the 17 to 35. They had that demographic. They want soccer moms. They want it to be palatable for folks in the suburbs. Yes. Those but those those same people who ignored the this high standard when they voted for president. So there's a lot of hypocrisy in the game, and I hate to get that deep, and I don't want to get that deep. But if if but, you, and you got to realize that you're getting this deep over defending someone who's accused of domestic violence. I'm no. It's it's not about defending the person. It's about and I'm not defending either one of them. I'm just and saying that this is leading this is where the conversation It starts because people think that these guys are not human. Let's pretend one minute for that Ruben Foster loved this girl. Okay. And then pretend there was a, a HBO movie where they you know that he came from the wrong side of the tracks and he was tempted by temptation but his love was with Kiki. And then you I mean <laughs> <laughs> saying so no but he's with this young lady okay and i just think it's a mistake to no no finish this story no but i'm saying saying you but what if he really is in love with her and it's just a no i'm not a normal but a very abnormal very unhealthy youthful relationship that both of those people have to grow out of now and i'm not saying and again i'm not again when when you put put the spotlight i understand i'm not doing that i know but when you put the spotlight and you involve money and you involve social media, right? And you involve all these teams. The stakes get higher and higher with more with more privilege. I mean, with more power comes more responsibility. With the the Biggie said it, the more more money I get, the more problems I get. Yeah, but but again, so you, you have, have to understand. To have but hold on, line. you have to understand who you are and where you are. That's why you can't. Michael Jackson couldn't go to the grocery store. You can't, Beyonce can't go to the grocery store. That's the type of things you sacrifice. You sacrifice these type of choices when you make this much money. 
No, you can't no, be no. messing with thoughts if you a millionaire. No, hey, that's gonna happen because you you you're asking 24, 25 year olds to not be twenty four and twenty five years. Yes, it used to irk. Yes, it, it used to irk me. The only the only exception to that, as I always say, the quarterback. Yeah, other than that. You can't have a 75-year-old elderly billionaire white guy telling these young guys who coming up who dream their whole life for this, you can't go out. You shouldn't go out. You can't drink. Now, you have to When you sign in the checks? Don't matter. It you does matter. You don't own me. You don't, you, you I don't own me. you. I don't own you. you, don't, you but if you don't, you don't follow my then, rules. Then cut me. That's right. But you don't own me. I'm not and, saying that I own you, but, but there's a standard. Like, but there's, there's a, a standard. I think there's a standard. Okay, if you allow this to happen, if you allow to say, okay, it's just an accusation, is this what then where's the line? I'm not even I'm not even really talking about that per se. But I'm just saying the idea that everybody wants the NFL to go buy tapes. Well, if the tape is ill gotten because the hotel didn't get at the TMZ. Somebody stole that video and gave it to TMZ. Or, well, they, they sold, sold it, it to, to TMZ. Correct. Do you really want your job doing that? That's that's this is well. Really then what now I'm you're talking about. about individuals. Well, what I'm talking about is that you want the NFL buying a tape from from the the, the third shift security guard. You don't want that. No, you don't want that. Do you that. want any job doing that? So while I think the NFL is right to suspend these guys in, until they figure this thing out, I think that it's the right thing to do. I think that you have to be careful when you ask any occupation, any job to do something that is way, way beyond the scope of what an employee should be, regardless of how much money they give you. Now, my view on, on Reuben Foster is I, I think he definitely should be sidelined because – this is a domestic type of situation. And you agree. don't know what's true and what's not, and you need to investigate, and you need to wait to see what uh, the authorities say and come back with after the investigation is done. Uh, that being said, the the Kareem Hunt, that is a totally different situation. It's totally different. And my feelings on that are totally different. So are we done? Are you done with Reuben Foster? Yeah, but again, I just think that I want when people think about this to think about two young people who may be in some sort of dysfunctional. Look. They again, may be in a toxic no, relationship. Because I think you need to humanize both. Because I, even if he is the perpetrator, I want him to whatever the, the guidelines are, the criminal guidelines, the courts to deal with him. And if he did this. He should suffer some consequences Definitely. from the NFL. Definitely. And he should be suspended and, and held out for whatever the, the NFL PA and the NFL owners have agreed upon. He should be punished to the fullest extent, not a day less. Correct. Whatever that looks like. Yes. However, you know, th- let's just slow down because there, there are two sides to every single story. And, there is. and we know, or maybe you don't, I know that. The accusations have been thrown at these guys because they're millionaires. Because, and, and sometimes it's not even because uh, you're because, millionaires. But, but, no, but no, they do I, put I, themselves I, in I, these I situations. Guys, and the guys I know worked on the waterfront that, you know, hey, she gonna, she know you in the union. Oh, okay, you want to go down the street with Sally? Okay, I'm going to fix that. And, again, I'm not I'm – not, because, see, the Me Too thing is very important. Let's not let the pendulum swing so out of control – on the other side, that we forget why we are innocent until proven guilty. Correct. Let's not be punitive. Because what 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 if you do and you kick him out and you find out three years down the line, just like they did with the college guy 
uh, I forget his name, a very famous situation. She lied on the boy in college. He went to prison. Banks. Mm-hmm. Brian Banks, I think was his yeah. name. And we find out years later, yeah, he he got a little tryout, but he never would ever get back what he lost. What if we find that out years down the road? You can't give it back. You can't retract the kind of damage that you're inflicting on these guys. So be careful. Let's proceed with caution and look at this from a human standpoint. Yes, but you got to also understand. And, not, and, and, and I, I agree. You got to look at it from both sides. But still, as an individual, if you're in the league, you you should have an idea of all these things that are at stake. And be careful. I mean, but, you have but, to but be George, more careful. Everybody has to be more careful. If you drink and drive, if you if you try meth for the first time, everybody knows. <laughs> everybody knows what not to do. No, I mean, I, I don't know if that's how true. many people be like. Well, you know what? What is what is this crack I keep hearing about? <laughs> you know, let me see. You know, is it good? Is it is it okay? People know what not to do, but people make mistakes in their lives every single day. So again, I'm not, and I'm I know saying, people. but and I'm I'm not saying that you can't make mistakes, but the results of the, those mistakes become. Ten times worse when you talk about the money that you're sacrificing. When you're talking about the opportunities, whether it be a privilege or not, it's still an opportunity you have. Right. I agree. I agree. First of all, let me tell you what I what I really feel is he's okay. a dumbass because <laughs> okay. if anybody that calls law on you, I'm, I'm done. If, especially Are you if, though? If like, I'm okay. Let's now. You say you want to keep it real. Like, okay. You. I mean, what if it was? Like, like, oh, like, well, whoa. well, I know I'm a little older now, so I may have, I'm, you know, it, it, that's but, what I'm saying. Cause there have been times when your nose was wide. Open. I know, I know, I know, but yeah, I understand. And that's maybe that's what he caught up in. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, that that's, sunshine, huh? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, but, but again, R. Kelly had a song about it. Well, maybe that's the wrong person to bring up at this. Who? R. Kelly had a song. No, 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 no. Yeah, I know, but. But, yeah. but, and here's the other part I want to say, uh, ask about and uh, talk a little bit about before we well, sort of move I, forward. But I want to talk about Kareem Hunt. I, I, and I want to okay. as well. Okay. The, the, the thing that I do want to talk about with those things are, again, I agree that both of those guys should be held out. And I think that Hunt clearly deserves punishment. Here's the question. And I asked this question on the show Saturday, the Houston show. Does he deserve? Does does he not deserve to ever play in the NFL again? Okay, so Kareem Hunt had a young lady in his hotel room. He wasn't pleased with this young lady's response to whatever. Asks her or tells her to leave. She leaves. She comes back, angry, upset. He says she says something. Doesn't matter. He gets upset and is restrained by his friends, right? Kudos to the friends, by the way. They did. Yes. Renna Thug is working. It's, I mean, don't call them thugs because I've been a friend of a famous guy. I was not a thug. Okay. And I was not a hanger on. No, I had a job. I'm just saying. I, I had this. <laughs> I had a theory. I had a business that I wanted to start. Rent a thug. You know, you could rent a thug. Oh, we went, we talked about that today. Rent a thug. Exactly. Like, hey, man. Where are you? Okay, you I need you. Ta- I need you to take this charge. I got a gun in here. I got some drugs. <laughs> no. I need you to take this charge. So, so she comes back, and he his response and his aggressiveness uh, aggressiveness was over the top. Granted, you talked about this Me Too movement, 
we talk about all this stuff going on in society, you know, whatever. When you look at this situation, if you look at it in, in the sense of this woman was pretty forceful. She was coming at him as well. It wasn't like she was scared. It wasn't like she was demurring. She wasn't like she was in the, in the corner. She was she was ready. She was about no, that. No, she le- wasn't ready. Well, she thought she was right, ready. Right. And in this time where we're talking about, you know, there's no genders, there's no this, there's no that, there's a ju- right, gender fluidity. You can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. Either right. either you know, either we equal and it's a person against a person or it's a man against a woman. Which way you want it? Now, was he in my view was he right? No, of course not. He wasn't right. He but he asked her to leave. She came back. Chaos ensued. She was in the wrong place, wrong time. She got bumped into by one of his friends. She fell down. He came and pushed her with his foot. Literally. Well, I mean, he gave a little kick. No, he did not kick this girl. You, I, okay. I mean, people. You can tell the difference. Even when, 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 when people are attacking somebody, you can tell if they're trying okay, to hurt so them the, or okay, demean right, them. So the, now what, he was trying to demean her. Now Since was this it? Will be our last podcast. Okay. <laughs> he was wrong. He was wrong. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But you have to look at it. It was. It wasn't domestic violence. Yeah, it wasn't. Mama came home and daddy was drunk, and so he just slapped across the face. Yeah, it's not. That. Her life wasn't in danger. This is not even Joe Mixon. This is not uh, Ray Rice. This is not. Uh, yeah, Ray Rice was the worst. Ray Rice is the exactly the worst. The yeah. worst. The worst. This is not those situations. This is an argument. Oh, videos, yeah. This is an argument that got a little out of hand. And so, it, what should his punishment be? Let's go there. Um, uh, I don't, I don't. I mean, it's got to be at least the six games. But he had another incident with violence, and that was a, that was with guys. now. See, that's, that was in a bar. That, oh, guys. see, that's that's different. There you go. There you go. Being dumb. Okay? Right, right, right. You no, haven't learned your no, lesson. No, no. He's it's something wrong with him. With because again, yeah, it, he needs to get that under wraps. My my whole thing is, I think that I think it's a teachable moment for everybody because you know my niece. I would tell her, don't ever run up on anybody right, in a violent manner because you don't know what's what's coming back. Correct. And so don't run up on anybody. And you get out of there. You get you escape danger. Correct. And if he pursues you. don't run you, toward the fire. Right. You And if he pursues you, then you tell Uncle Devin and we'll, we'll handle that. Because I tell you right now, I thought that Ray Rice had done a lot of things to repair what he had done, including, you know, the everything that he did, the classes, the 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 conversation he had to have. I think he did a lot of things that would have possibly afforded him a, another chance down the road. Because he, he married the young lady. They are happily married. No, uh, you couldn't play for me. I, I just, I, right, I, just right. well, I mean, I, especially. No, no, let me say, let me finish. But as her father, I would have shot him. I mean, Whatever you know, yeah. Whatever he, he she said, as a whatever. Human being, and I and I know that he speaks on this thing, right? Um, you know, but again, I mean, if I'm a dad, I, I'm gonna shoot. Yeah, him, I mean, there's certain things you can't come back from. I mean, so you think he, he? You thought that he never should come back? Period. No, never. Okay, never. Okay. I I mean, I didn't. I I never thought it was a chance for him to come back because again, he was on the downside. Right, right. And Kareem Hunt, he's gonna get another chance. I mean, as soon as they right. allow I him think to, so too. and the, I think the team is gonna pick him up the next day. Yeah, I think, and I think he should. I think the Cowboys said they were looking into the Kareem if, Hunt situation. If he goes to classes, 
if he works on his issues, if he starts to become the kind of teacher and spokesperson, if he does all of the right things, I think he needs another shot. Mm, if he says, hey, look, he will. yeah, I kicked the ass and I kicked three, four more of them's ass <laughs> if they put them, in, put them in my way, then we got a problem. But I'm saying if he goes through the steps and he serves some sort of punishment, mm-hmm. he's already lost between 60 and $100 million. Well, yes. Because he was going to get paid. He was going to get paid. So, my, But I just think, you know, these people think you should never play in the NFL again. Mm, I, it's a job, bro. Right, right. I agree. And, I don't think, and and they have you have domestic abusers in every walk of life. I mean, and you have people who killed people, who ran over people, who they and they're all peed in the on NFL. people or killing. No, I was talking jail. about he didn't do a day. He in do, the NFL, that was not him. Fifteen minutes in jail. He might have just did fifteen minutes so they could process him. <laughs> and I saw that. I did not. Yeah, that was he did that. Okay, it would and that was VHS. You ain't no doctor in that. He did it and didn't do a day. And then he did ignition remix. And it was all forgotten about. And then until he did it again. Mm-hmm, so yes. anyway, let's shift gears here. Because again, I know that probably offends a lot. So <laughs> yeah, right. let's get to a segment that we call and please if, if, give us some feedback. And if you could shed light or wake me up or enlighten me. Uh, then do so. I, I appreciate your opinion, even if you don't agree. But don't think for one minute, because this happened okay, to me before. Hold on, but before we move off that, do you think the 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 fact that there was a it was a white young lady in the Kareem Hunt situation and a black man? Yes. You think that yes. plays a role? Okay. Yes. I mean, I do too. But I mean, not it's not to kicking, a greater extent. The but, kicking, the kicking, the visual of a kicking. Even the NAACP was like, nigga, what you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? No, you know what I'm saying? But no, it's not. No, that, yes, it does. It, it, it does. It does. It yeah, does. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it does. It does. Well. And that's, you know, again. But, and, and again, I'm not condoning yeah, what he did, not what saying did. what he did was right. But, I mean, there's levels to it. And that's what, that, there's no subtlety. There's no uh, understanding in, in these different types of situations. They just lumped them all in together. It's, it's a bad thing. It's a bad look all together. But, and we're humans. We have some screwed up hypocrisies about ourselves. Correct. We are moved by emotion and not rationale from these sorts of conversations. Because clearly, right out the gate, I'm, I'm, I'm upset by the, they make property out of these young men. And I don't, I'm not comfortable with that. Now on the uh, again, but, the, I mean, you say that, but everybody's a brand now. Okay, a brand, yes, but dehumanized is is something a little bit different. And and that brand, think, I mean, how how human, not how humanizing is that's a, brand? a choice to create an image for yourself or create a brand. That's and a why? Why do you why do you make, make that money. choice exactly? But you don't you're not when you when you make that decision you give up some of your so what is the Ruben Foster brand did he go out of his way to make a brand or does he uh, he's, he the, he's a, a NFL linebacker okay but that's not a brand that's what he dreamed of doing how and many, he plays how for many a kids, brand how many guys go out and play semi-pro football the NFL is a brand the Redskins yeah, are a brand a, was a which the San Francisco is, yeah. 49ers is a brand and these people all this brand stuff that you're talking about and they won't let Colin Kaepernick in the league Come on, man. I know. I, that's what I'm saying. So let's let's. What is more noble than standing up for human rights? What's noble? What's more noble than standing up for equality? And you won't let this man in the league. I agree. And, and but you want to tell talk to me about the the shield? I, Blank I agree. The shield. Okay. Because I grew up watching football my, my whole life, and I love it. This is my favorite. 
But it ain't. It's about the game. It's about the human competition. It's about being dirty and nasty and violent and hitting people and the grace and beauty of running and catching a touchdown. I love football. Love it more than any any other sport. It's one of the right. true loves of my life. But I ain't I ain't worried about the brand because all you want to do is is ex, not extort, but you want to exploit people for every single dime you can get. That is and I and it. I'm a part of the problem. I admit it, and I'm not boycotting. <laughs> but they 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 are wrong. So when they talk about the shield, when you have a man that's dignified, that's taking a stand against police violence against civilians, correct? And you won't let him in the league. But you 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 know, it's about integrity when you when these other cases come up. Don't talk to me. You're talking out both sides of your neck. And then it's a lot of dumb people out there, a lot of really stupid people out here, and they fall for it every time. That's foolish and that's not right now will this this whole diatribe give me a job on espn nope <laughs> it will not It'll probably prohibit me i'll probably be at, at bristol headquarters about to sign my deal and they said well let's just go back and listen to episode 78 see what we missed that one and then they'll tell my deal and then that goes mm-hmm. my brand mm-hmm. but again I, you know you have to keep it real and you have to, you have to think these things through a little Correct. bit so it's time for a segment that we call this or that. The choice is yours. You can get with this, or you can get with that. You can get with this, or you can get with that. Now, it seems quite trivial in light of what we were talking about, but let's talk about two things, and you tell me, actually, uh, which one would you take? This one or that one? The Pittsburgh Steelers or the Houston Texans? This or that? It is super easy for me, the Houston Texans. Why so? I'm taking the Houston Texans. They're on a nine-game winning streak. They're playing the Colts, who just lost 6-0 to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're going to win the division. They're going to be first place in the division probably after this week. The Steelers are looking kind of bad. I mean, they they lost against the Chargers. They lost against the Broncos. They were up against the Chargers big. They were up against the – they were uh, winning against the Broncos. They just – Mike Tomlin just can't seem to get it together. Brandon Roethlisberger is calling out uh, is, uh, Antonio Brown. And it's, it's a lot of turmoil going on over there. It's a lot of mess, man. I, Texans is just quietly going along their business, winning games, ugly, blowing teams out. They're winning all kind of ways. That defense is, is really coming together and starting to, to play. Uh, Justin Reed, defensive rookie of the year, I think. Uh, so I'm going with the Texans. That's an easy one. Well, I will go with Pittsburgh. Now, of again, course. everything is against the Steelers right now. Roethlisberger's throwing, having some horrible interceptions, some yep. turnovers, including in the red zone. Connor is may have a an high ankle sprain. That'll put him in a lot of trouble. And just generally, the defense hadn't played very well. And they just got beat at home by the uh, the San Diego Chargers. I defiantly say the, the San Diego Chargers. Now uh, you're going to take the Steelers, and you talk about principles and all that. And they won't sign Le'Veon Bell to a long-term deal. Now that's business. See, that's not that's business. That's nothing. That's all business. of it is business. No, 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 no. All that, of it is business. Not, uh, no, yeah. I mean, I, you could make up make that argument, but no, no, that's not. They and they they really tried at the last minute to sign him, but he they didn't want to uh, promise to not franchise him again or, or the transition tag. I read up on the transition tag. So so that's – no, I don't have a problem with that. 
Because again, what what is the true it's, value? It's all what's in there. his value that much more than what Connor gave them for the most of the season? My, many people then say that's, yes, but that's viewing them as a commodity and not as a person. That's not talking about what he does for the community. That's not talking about what he's done in the past, what he's done for the team. You know, all these uh, wins, all these yards he, he's he's given, all well, these sacrifices for his brain, body. Hold on, for, the, Did for he all his. Didn't he have some off the field problems? Let's talk about his brand. I, I, he, I, but that's not, not that's not what we're talking. We're not talking about whether or not he's angelic. We're talking about his value. You said that that you know, oh well, Connor's giving them the same value. That's a business decision. No, well, no, no, well no, if I, I don't have giving the same, I said well, how much comparable. More? You said comparable. Oh, I, no, what I said was how much more. Uh, what's that margin more that Le'Veon would have given you that Connor hasn't, and is it worth that that high price tag? But again, that's viewing him as and a commodity. And he didn't sign the franchise tag. I understand that again minute, because he wanted because they, he wanted a long term deal. They tried to get a man fourteen million dollars. So let's not talk about oppressing the man. But if he signs a long term deal, he has a, a chance to make more money for his he career. He has more choice. guaranteed years. And if he gets franchise, he make quarterback money. But next year, so I mean, let's not, let, let's let's not lump those two in together. But I would take them because weather's going to get cold. I just don't believe in the Texans at all. Of course, you never do. Who's the best team that they beat this year? The best team? The Cowboys. The Cowboys. The Cowboys. Who are are going to struggle. Struggle. They beat beat the Broncos. They beat the Broncos who just beat Pittsburgh. Bring me to my point. But I'm going to get to that when we talk about the Cowboys a little bit later on. So, no, I I just believe that they're battle-tested. Maybe if Pittsburgh comes to Houston, maybe the Texans have a chance. But I'm not, I'm not drinking the Kool Aid at all on the Texans. So I am taking Pittsburgh. Nine wins in a row, bro. You can't. Mm-hmm. They are what they record says. Well, this, uh, what I know from history, I was here when. Oh, uh, that was different. When the Oilers went twelve in a row, eleven in a row. Oh, well, and they had a bye week, too. and they lost to a guy named Joe Montana. Yep. Buddy Ryan. I was on the sideline. That was OJ's. Last game here in Houston as a sideline reporter for NBC. Wow. I think he did the NS- AFC Championship the next week. I'm not sure. That was in Buffalo. I didn't watch that. I was too hard to <laughs> But so we know about winning streaks here in Houston from real good teams. We had nine Pro Bowls. Not nine Pro Bowls on this team. Not yet. Oh, yeah. You named five. Name five? Yeah. Okay. You can Deshaun name four. Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, J.J. Watt, Jadavion Clowney. Bam, that's it. Justin Reed. No. Man, he's playing some ball, man. Yeah, okay. He is playing some uh, ball. You got the four, and you yeah, and you struggle. I, they had eight or nine. So next up in this or that, the Lakers or the Rockets, who will finish oh, better? goodness gracious. Lakers coming off a big win last night. We're going to yeah, get into this on the I don't thing, trust too. the Rockets. I, I, it's just, I don't know what's wrong other than the injuries. They're, they're eighth and they were at one point eighth in defense, so they weren't that bad in defense statistically. They just I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't. I can't figure them out. I, I, and you know, just it's just Minnesota. Yeah, it, it, this team. I just don't. I you know I'm from Houston. I grew up in Houston. I remember the Rockets. I I, I want to love this team, but I just don't. <laughs> is is James Harden a a Carmelo Port uh, 2.0? No, I think he's better. I think it, I read the article. There was a good article on ESPN talking about how the, the difference of the game and and how it's played and how 
you know, James Harden's kind of suited to to how the game is played now. Because I kept thinking that they would write the ship, and they did not. They're not. Right I'm now. just not a Harden fan. Like I want to be. You know, and I, and I and I every time I watch him, and when the playoffs come, I'm 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 trying to get into it. You know, it's just like I, you know, it's like a girl you should be into, but you just like not. You yeah, know? I, know, I know. It's just it's, it's like oh man, you know. Got it on paper, but nah. You know, <laughs> so I'll go with the Lakers. I think Lakers have LeBron. I think they're still trying to figure out. He's still trying to figure out how to lead that team. I remember when they played the Rockets. He he didn't quite seem like he was the leader. Not that there was one, but you know when LeBron comes along, I mean he's the he's the guy. You know, and and he's playing with a lot of young guys who kind of want to prove themselves and, and don't want to get under that leadership and, and under that um, that LeBron umbrella. So I think it, it, it's a struggle for him right now. And I think once they find their footing, what what his leadership kind of looks like they're in LA I think they'll be better than the Rockets and finally in this or that Rams or the Saints Saints coming off of a, a loss here and I mean hey to the Cowboys and one in which they look like all-time worse under Drew Brees's under, under the Drew Brees Sean Payton umbrella uh, or uh, the Rams, Ram of course, Rams, you know, riding high. If, I, I if think, things don't change, the the Rams will have home field. If the Rams do lose another game, and I think they will, then they still have to go to New Orleans. I th- I'm gonna go with the Rams. I, I think they they are they they're all a full all around team. I mean, they got those off great guys on offense. Aaron Donald is gonna probably be the defensive player of the year. Even had a lot of people talking about him as MVP. These guys are they're amazing, and I think people underestimate how how but they difficult just gave up all the, those points to Kansas City. Kansas City is the best was the best team in the league. But they, <laughs> I, well. Kansas City. I mean, now they're not because they lost Kareem right, Hunt, right, but right. they were the best team in the league. So, and then you look at, at and they at, lost at, to the Saints. So yeah. So, but if you look at the Saints. I mean, if you look, yeah, the Saints lost to the Cowboys. The Cowboys' defense is is really a really physical defense. Yeah, now that's something to hang your hat on. We'll talk about the Cowboys in a minute, but go ahead. So I don't think that loss is as bad as it as it looks uh, for the Saints, but I, I I just really believe in in the, in the Los Angeles Rams. Well, I think the Saints. I'm rolling with the Saints. I think they get, they're going to get a little bit healthier at wide receiver. Maybe Brandon Marshall will make a contribution. Trey Con Smith a little bit beat up. I think they learn from that loss. And I think ultimately they will have home field. I don't think they'll have to go out to L.A. I think that the Rams will lose one, maybe two games down the stretch. They have a couple of interesting matchups coming up. So I'm going to roll with the Saints. Let's go to a segment that we call Ballin' or Ballin'. This is where I give Biscuit a person, player, entity, team situation, and he tells me if it's Ballin' or Ballin'. First up, let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Are they balling or falling to have an impact in the playoffs or even win their division? They're going to win that division. I mean, so I, they are. They are balling. Balling. They're going to win this division. There's no who, who the Eagles are not going to win the division because they play the Texans. That's, that's another loss. The Redskins, they with a backup quarterback, they're not going to win the division. Uh, so they're gonna run away with it. Well, I think they, they have Philly this week. I think I think Philly's nah. gonna go to Dallas and beat them. I think. Nah. I, I mean, Philly I, had I a decent they, win last I, week. I think that they're still gonna win the division. You look at their schedule down the stretch; it's, it's pretty easy. I don't think they're gonna have an impact though. But but I tell you what, this is this is why defense let, travels. Let man. me tell you something. You know how myopic the Dallas Cowboy fans are. I have never, honestly, I have never, ever, ever, ever seen a fan base react that way to a regular season win. I promise you, it was like 
and maybe I don't know where you. I didn't see it because I, oh, I mean they man. were six and five. I didn't, you like? Did you watch it? I was like, I watched it. Wasn't that big of a game? The, but the Saints. Uh, you, you I, have you not seen all this Cowboy gear? I, I mean, I, man, I see it's ki- crazy how these people have taken this victory. I mean, Twitter. Is, well, and is also don't to... don't think about don't don't forget that it was against the Saints, which is very close. There's a lot of rivalry between Texas. Yeah, and but Louisiana. this is more about Cowboy fans being able to be as obnoxious as they always have been. I'm telling you, it's been, it was crazy. It was the next day was crazy. You go all around the city, the, the, your workplace, everybody's wearing Cowboy gear. How about we them boys? Chili Bill on the edit, we them boys, we them boys. I'm telling you, they were going crazy. And, and again, I've never seen it. I've never seen people respond to a regular season win like they responded to their win over the Saints. But th- this, is, this is why this hurts us here in Houston. Because Texans fans can be as crazy as Cowboy fans. Well, fans in general are crazy. Yeah, but I'm saying you know, some fan bases are worse, and we seem to be tone deaf about a lot of things. So Texans fans... And look, they think because the, the Texans beat the Cowboys and the Cowboys beat the Saints and the Saints beat the Rams and the Rams beat the Chiefs, naturally they're the best team in football. <laughs> so, right. you know, they think that's right. <laughs> they think, hey, by proxy, that they are going to win the Super Bowl. That's right. We're you know going all the way. So they, they've already made, you know, they've worked this out in their heads. That's it. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's in the natural. Aren't they the linear? The, the linear it makes perfect uh, the sense linear to me. Su- uh, Super Bowl champs. You know what I mean? So they, they it makes perfect sense. So I, I just think that, yeah, I think that both fan bases are a little bit off in this situation. I still think it's going to come down to well, I thought that, well, we'll go, we'll, we'll get into the Chiefs. So next up is Jalen Hurts being a major contributor to the Alabama program. Is Jalen Hurts is his future as a football player balling or falling? His future is falling. Unless he changes his position. He's not he doesn't have a, the greatest arm. He's not a, a pocket passer. He's not gonna make it when it comes to the, the next boy's level. a winner. And he's from Houston. So was Tim Tebow. Right. Yeah. But he got ran out of the league a little bit early. I do because he didn't want to change positions. No, I think because he loved Jesus. I really <laughs> <laughs> you think he got out of the NFL because he loved I, Jesus? You know, I never understood why people really hated him. Like there were people who hated uh, because he Tim hated Tebow. Jesus, man. I mean, because he loved Jesus. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that was about. No, he he had a harbor throwing motion, but he he, he won games. Yeah, I, but I wasn't but, no Tebow fan. But I just like I thought he deserved. Had Tebow been black, a lot of a lot of black folks would be mad. Like, that's they, true. They running that brother out the league. That's true. They look ran at Vince Young. The they, they, people still complaining about Vince Young. And boy, oh yeah, that's that's touch too soon. See, see, too soon. see what I'm saying? Too soon. See? So so now this is what I want to say about Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, whose brother I called his brother's game. His brother was quarterback here. His uh, older brother was the quarterback here at Texas Southern. I think he has handled this stuff is. As classy as you can. I agree. And that being said, though, had he chosen to leave, there was nothing wrong with that. That's See, they're trying to create well. this narrative like, oh, he's a good boy. He's a good. <laughs> no, okay, I won't say that. He's a great. Oh, he's my a first. God. This is how you handle that. The reality is he won't. If if uh, to a to to uh, to practice name to Valoa, if he had is healthy, if he can go, he's going. And Hurts right. will be relegated to the bench, and he'll be a mythical creature 
who will be popular in the state of Alabama for the rest of his never, life. Yeah, and he'll, he'll always never. have a job. He'll always have a paycheck. And and don't, and don't discount that. Yeah, I know. that. That's like North Carolina, Duke, and basketball. If you all Kentucky, if you contribute there, they're going to remember you forever. So, that's what I'm saying. But I still would have left, that. and he should have left. And if he would have left, it's not a bad thing. Kelly Bryant leaving. That was, that's that's a and he's gonna go to Missouri and it's not gonna go well. For why, him. why are you rooting against him though? He making I'm it. not rooting against him. I'm just telling you history. Okay, it, but in, saying, in the history of college I, football, name just, one quarterback who transferred and was super successful. Russell Wilson. Bam, gotcha, gotcha. Nah, Left NC State, went to Wisconsin. Hello, come on. Now. And what what round was he drafted in? The third. The third Eight round. Five, how many tall. How many successful quarterbacks have come from the third Eight round? Five, uh, how many years did he Tom have to? Tom Brady came from the sixth seventh round. Seventh round. I, right. How many from the third round? What are you saying? I'm saying, I'm saying that he it wasn't had, projected no, that he was going to be a no, good no, quarterback. You have changed the question. You said what quarterback left the school, went somewhere else, and went on to be successful? Does he, did he, win the, he didn't win the Rose Bowl, did he? He won the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Bam. in college, bro. Bam. In college, in Bam. college. I don't know if he did or not. I don't keep up with the Big Ten. It don't matter. But but I, it I, does I'm matter. Saying you said they, saying they, I'm they, wishing I'm wishing ill upon this young man. No, I'm just saying that like history doesn't say that he's gonna. History says he's not gonna be successful. Well, I will tell you this, and I uh, I think that they are painting the picture like it was only one way to do it. And Jalen, he did the right thing. He was the well, what guy. are they going to say? He helped, he helped them no, win the no, game. No, no, I'm talking about the mainstream media, not just Alabama mm. media. I think he's a first-class, first-rate individual. I agree. And Nick Saban teared up in the post-game interview and promptly said, Tua Tungvaloa is going to be my quarterback. <laughs> he, he Through the tears, he said, I go back to the bench, Jalen. <laughs> but he sweet-talked him, man. You got to give Saban credit. He kept the guy there. Yeah. I don't know how he did it because daddy wanted him to get out of that. Right. But he stayed. The young man is great. That was a- oh. Did you hear about how Tua Tagovailoa's dad like would spank him if he had bad games? Well, I mean, I had, we had an uncle that was a coach that would if you jumped outside, you got popped back in the day. Nah, I don't remember that. But now nah, you don't remember that. I had to tell you about that. I, I don't remember that. Off but um, you talking about but right you had now? That would, but- you talking about right now? You talking about he's a millennial or whatever right. else comes after millennial? But he he's also that from where Hawaii is? Hawaii, yeah, yeah. But still, I mean, he's still getting what he threw some incompletions. That boy was like, man, I, I gotta go take this butt whooping at home. Like, goodness gracious! Hey, Imagine the pressure. Hey man, man look, I can't. Uh, uh. That's like judging Joe Jackson, man. Don't even hate, man. <laughs> you can be mad at the man for whatever, but he gave us. Oh, Lord. he gave us Michael. And look Jermaine, at Michael, Janet, and look at all of them. And Reby, look at all of them. They fine. No, 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 no arrests, no drugs. Now I know you said drug, but 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 the, the, the sleeping thing with Michael Jackson. Yes. but he ain't out there doing cocaine or freebasing or whatever. <laughs> Which nobody freebasing. Oh, so there's, 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 so there's, there's, I watched Richard Pryor and Harlem Nights last <laughs> night, so I'm I brought up freebasing. So, <laughs> so so there are respectable drugs out there, guys. <laughs> just so you know, no, freebasing. No, come on, guys. No, no, he Crack is whack. Yeah, like yeah, like no, when he used to he, say. He fell into the hole that so many Americans. It's a it's an epidemic and. I hold, I mean, on a serious note, I hold these drug companies totally responsible. And the doctors responsible for getting all these people but in the Rust Belt on, on on drugs. How did we get here? <laughs> Meth is bad. Okay. Finally, in Baltimore, in Kansas City. Okay, you lose Kareem Hunt. 
What is it, man? What is it gonna be? Are they balling, balling or are they falling? They're falling. They're falling because this latest game, they, they barely beat the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders can't beat anybody. They, they can only beat themselves. And they gave them a game. They scored 33 points. Well, that's a rivalry game. That's a division game. Yeah, but still. I think still, they're because you lose Kareem Hunt. I, well, of course. That's I, what I'm saying. I, yeah. I'm, I'm getting to that. I mean, yeah, you put up – but they still put up like, what, 44 points? You're the lead, bro. <laughs> they put up 44 points uh, without Kareem Hunt, but it was against the Raiders. Uh, Kansas City has the worst defense they're ball. I mean, they're falling, not ball. I agree. I, they're falling, and I thought that they had a legitimate chance at the Super Bowl in the AFC. I don't believe in the Patriots at all, uh, and I think that that has unfortunately faded away. So, with that, we want to take a time out. Coming up, my man DJ Wayne Head, and on the other side, Santana Dotson. We're going to talk Mike McCarthy and Green Bay Packer football. This is episode seventy-eight of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud wherever you get your podcast. Sports Talk with Devin Wade wants to thank our sponsor, Kofi Bankus and CoBank Homes. The vision at CoBank Homes is simple, and it stems from the belief that clients can trust CoBank to guide them to realize one of, if not the single largest investment decision they will ever make, their home. CoBank simply looks to build lifelong relationships through service. They do this by using faith, knowledge, and technology to guide clients through the process of achieving their real estate goals. Be it buying, selling, or investing in real estate, contact Kofi at 832-757-7950. That's 832-757-7950. CoBank Homes through Keller Williams. You are now in the mix with DJ Waynehead. Yeah, that almighty amazing hell, highly contagious, kamikaze sound splash like a shot from a gauge until your body sound class. Hit of the class, magna cum laude beats, bring the beat, stop me, flagrant, foul, rowdy, read, pipe, a deep type, disposition, keep them flipping, keep them playing they position, keep making the people listen what I spent, put them out on the limb, got tears, got blood, got sweat, leaking out of the pen, your fake not setting the trend, we never listen to them, it's like trying to take a piss. As promised, now joined by former NFL player and what, defensive rookie of the year, for what year? What what, what year was that? Man, you ain't got to count back that. Well, cut okay. it out, man. Well, that's that's ninety two, man. Nineteen ninety two, man. I was in Pampers, not quite. Nineteen ninety and two. <laughs> <laughs> Santana Dotson is on the line, and who better to talk Green Bay Packers football with than a former what two time Super Bowl participant with the Green Bay Packers? Santana, first and foremost, a lot transpiring up in the uh, what in the Dairy State or whatever it is. <laughs> What's going on in Green Bay these days? Yeah, man, we got a lot going on, man. A lot going on. Unfortunately, it's not transpiring to the to the football field. You know, you got a team that's four seven and one, and I would say definitely underachieving this year. And they decided to cut ties with Mike McCarthy uh, a couple of days ago. So the situation is kind of in flux. But it sounds like they both decide that it's time to do something different. So, what is that team? You and I have talked off the air about this, but what is that team? missing you have Devonte adams i know cobb has been heard but uh you have a sort of a running back by committee down there what are they really missing on the offensive side of the football well i, I think 
speaking to the offensive side of the ball, let me say this first. It's a team sport, so you got to be able to be consistent and competitive in three phases, and we've been a little offensive heavy. We've been the Green Bay Packers for a while now, and it's just telling it's the tale of the tape right now. We've got a couple of injuries. Uh, one is Jordy Nelson. Uh, he was released last year, and that was Aaron's go-to guy. Devontae Adams is now the go-to guy. Uh, but then, like you indicated earlier, Randall Cobb has been out for about six, seven weeks. And then after that, you had a couple of young players, meaning three, four-year players, and they both have been injured on IR on wide, at the wide receiver spot. Now we've got a rookie and a couple of rookies that are out there playing. Now, are they talented? Yes. But they're very inconsistent, and it's showing on the field. Now, I want to go back a little bit earlier in the season. And, and a couple of things that I think could have turned the tide, and that's the Clay Matthews 15-yarder uh, that really essentially would have ended the game against Minnesota, a game that they ended up uh, not winning, a game that they would have won. How much did that kind of change things? And, and also a couple of games in there where really Aaron's mobility was off and he just wasn't moving really well. Would it have helped to just not have him on the field and then that would have sort of helped McCarthy keep his job had you, I mean, with some excusable uh, underperformances, had he not been in there, those kinds of things. How much did those few little things have an impact on the ultimate outcome for Mike McCarthy? Oh, definitely. I mean, there were some, there were some games that, you know, if the ball bounces the right way on the right in our favor, then all of a sudden that four and seven is, looks a lot like a seven and four. But I, I think I think it goes back a lot further than that. You know, McCarthy knew it going into this year that it was quote unquote playoffs or pushing the playoffs or bust, and that's kind of the that's the standard in Green Bay, uh, not just playoffs, but getting to the NFC or the pinnacle or Super Bowls, Super Bowl championships to get in that winning circle. So I say that to say he went into this year with a one, they gave him a one-year extension, and it was either a sink or swim type of ex- extension. So once the ball bounced not in his favor, the, the writing was pretty much on the wall. I mean, now you can go back and forth and say, you know, I myself – think he deserved a little bit more a lot of guy to finish out the next three four games uh somebody that coached 13 years had one super bowl championship and been in the playoffs nine seasons out of those 13 i think he deserves a little bit more but in that same breath Devin, you know in that same breath i think he's going to be fine he's a great quality coach and if you're going to do it don't you want to just to go on and cut the hatchet let it be done now he can go spend Christmas with his kids or his family, something that they don't get to do as NFL coaches. And I honestly think he's going to be one of the first coaches hired. And it's a bevy of great teams out there, good teams that have young quarterbacks. And he's a consistent coach. It was just time, I think, for them to part ways and do something a little different. And honestly, if the Super Bowl is the goal or the standard in Green Bay, I honestly think something should have happened at the coaching position uh, two, three years ago, because we were in the NFC Championship, if you remember back that far, against Seattle. That would have been two seasons ago. And we really got out coaching that game. We were up by two scores with four minutes left, and you ended up losing that game. So yeah, I that really was the feel onside like kick game, right? With the guy that's good. That, yeah, I remember that. That's the onside kick game. You're exactly right. It was four and a half minutes left. We're in Seattle. We got them on the ropes, up by two scores, and we ended up losing that game. So 
I really felt like if that's the standard, it was time for something to happen then. So I, I think I think McCarthy will be all right. Uh, you know, I think you're getting a lot of grief or a lot of blowback right now of when and how it happened. But if it's time, it's time, you know. Now, a lot of nas- the national narrative seems to be that this was a uh, Aaron Rodgers move, and I think he's catching a lot of flack. Is that deserved, or is that something that is just uh, the national media not really understanding the dynamics of what's going on with that team? What were the dynamics, the true dynamics? You're closer than most uh, to that situation. You're around the organization. Um, is that overblown, or is that a real thing between uh, those two? Well, I'll say this. I mean, I, I definitely think that he didn't get him fired, but he definitely didn't uh, allow him to keep his job. You know, I don't think that he fought for him at this juncture. There's been a lot in the media that's been said by Aaron on game schemes, game plans, things of that instance. So I think after a while, it was time for both of them to take a different course. Now, here's the here's the real issue. You've got Aaron that's 34-35 this year. They're saying right now in the media that he, he has nothing to do with the next head coach. That's what the Packer front office is saying. But you and I both know he is going to have everything to do with that next choice. And his DNA is going to be all over whether the Packers sink or fail, fail or, or finish and get back to the Super Bowl. And like I said, the window is getting shorter and shorter on that whole Aaron Rodgers scenario. So if you better be careful who you're bringing in there, and hopefully they have a good plan of getting them to the Super Bowl. What are you hearing? Any names that you hear, or anybody that you think would be a really good fit for that position? Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm, you know, I, I think that Philbin, who is Aaron's best friend, best buddy, a best coach, he was the quarterback and offensive coordinator the year they won the Super Bowl. He went to Miami without a quarterback and got fired after three seasons in um, Miami, and now he's back. He was offensive coordinator, and now he's the interim coach. I think this is going to be an audition of some sorts for him the next three, four weeks to see if he can salvage and bring the team together. Uh, The Packers typically lean to stay in-house. But if that does not happen, I think the doors of the church are wide open. They're going to try to figure out somebody that gives them the best chance of getting back to the Super Bowl. When you talk about this team, of course, the window is getting a little bit smaller. But when you look around that division, there's not anybody, any team that sort of uh, frightens you other than that Chicago defense. Now, I mean, you can debate how good Mitch Trubisky is, Mitchell Trubisky is, but, uh, you know, are they really, are you fearful of them? And I think at this point, I think even I, and I'm on the the sort of, I've been on the Matt Stafford uh, bandwagon, even I'm like, okay, well, he'll never get it done. And it seems like, and I don't think Matt Patricia, he hadn't wowed me with his coaching uh, through the first first part of his uh, debut season as a head coach. It seems like in that division, at least, you can. It's not much that you need to do to to at least be competitive or win division. How do you see the rest of the division uh, of the uh, NFC North? Yeah, I, I think they're getting a lot better. You know, you got Minnesota with a defense that was built for Aaron, uh, and they've given Aaron. They they split with Green Bay the last three out of four years. Chicago with Trubisky is getting a lot better. And their signing of uh, Mac, bringing him in defensively, they got a lot more bite and tenacity to their defense. So you got a lot of teams in the division that are catching up to what Green Bay was doing. 
I mean, and at the same time, I think it may take a coach to go in. Sometimes these quarterbacks can be their worst enemy, you know. Um, um, and I say that to say we have a running game this year when you're dedicated to it, but sometimes you have to tie the quarterback's hands and not let them audible out, you know, stay focused on them. Uh, the, the disappointing thing, you know, me as a defender, as a defensive player, is the defense um, the last two, three years has getting progressively worse and long in the two. So, they, you know, and, and football is three phases. Everybody loves 30-yard touchdowns and look at that all the time and things like that. But you got to play some defense and special teams and be able to get some victories. As you look around the entire NFC, I want to get your take on really what's going on in the NFC, and then we'll go over to the AFC. But how do you, how do you uh, see things measuring up on the NFC side of things? Uh, you know, I, I really do like the Saints. I like them if they're able to get the home field advantage because of what, again, not only what they're doing offensively, but doing defensively, especially with their pass rush. If they've got any issues, it's in the secondary. And, and again, you know, when you're able to run the ball, you got a quarterback, a Hall of Famer like Drew Brees, and you've got two outstanding running backs. Uh, what's not spoken enough in the NFL is time of possession. You know, you got your run game, your pass game, your offense, defense. But run, time of possession is very big. It's almost like playing keep away in the backyard. You've got so many possessions in the game, and if you can keep a uh, high-profile offense like your L.A. Rams or a New England or somebody that's scoring a lot of points, if you can limit them two or three possessions in the game, now all of a sudden it's more advantageous to you to win the game. And a lot of these teams that are scoring – you know, used to scoring 30 or so points a game. They get a little, when that noose gets around their neck and you start choking them out a little bit and they're, they aren't able to, they start looking at the scoreboard like, hey, man, we usually scoring 30 at this point. All we have is 15 on the scoreboard. Hey, they get a little nervous. I agree with you. Did you see that in the Dallas game? Because I think that early on, I really thought Sean Payton cost the Saints that game. I thought yeah. that going for it and really getting that crowd super involved when you were down 10 nothing, when you yeah. could have just took the field goal. Did you see, get a sense that there was some urgency, Amen. unnecessary urgency from that Saints offense in the Dallas game? Amen, brother. Amen, brother. Green Bay did the same thing the week before. You know what? I, I might be a little old school. We talked about 92, but old school says you don't look at the scoreboard until the fourth quarter. And especially when it's zero to seven at the time or zero to 10, um, you kick the field goal. You feel good about yourself, but pride is something. And I think Sean Payton looking at that fourth and a half in yard, he really let pride kick in because even with that, you ran Camara on a straight lead. Who is your big bulldog running back? If anything, you take a timeout, you put, you put uh, your kid in from Alabama. Ingram. You allow him to. But yeah, you put Ingram in the game, and you allow him to get that half a yard. But I think pride just really kicked in. But And the final score was what? 10 to 13. So if you kick that field goal, you at least got a tie, and you're going into overtime. Yeah, now what do you think about the Rams? You mentioned them. What are you, What's your thoughts on the L.A. Rams? I think they're very quality. I think they're a quality team. They are signing folks. They are Their attempt is to win the Super Bowl now, definitely. They've got a Hall of Fame running back. They they are doing great things defensively. I'm just going to give the nod a little bit to the Saints if they can get the home field advantage. And if they end up having to go out to L.A., then you know I think it's going to be an even game. Last team with the ball. Yeah. You know, on the on the AFC 
on the AFC side of things, I like Kansas City, but now they're without their running back. So that's going to be kind of up in arms as well. Yeah, in the AFC, I, I really has been I've been on Pittsburgh's bandwagon since the beginning of the season. They struggled. They've had a lot of infighting, and then they lose a game that they really shouldn't have lost at home to San Diego after Dom. Oh, actually, to Los Angeles to the Chargers, which I defiantly still call them San Diego. Uh, but they lose that game wow. to the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm bitter. I'm you talk I about old, call them San Diego too. That's right. Yeah, I, you know, talk about old guy radio. Uh, but you know. Yeah. You have a situation where, uh, you know, the AFC seems to be wide open because I, even though the Patriots are sort of gifted five or six games in their division every year, they don't seem to be playing really, really well. If you look at some of the matchups, I thought that was a big win for them against Minnesota, but the previous week against the Jets, not so much. Like I said, Kansas City would have been everybody's favorite. And then you lose, uh, you lose uh, the the running back and uh, Kareem Hunt, mm-hmm. and and Pittsburgh is just you know it seems like they just they just don't want to do right. <laughs> they they have it, but they just don't want to do right. And I and you I want to want to ask you this: ever since Ryan Shazier went down last year, that defense for Pittsburgh has never really recovered from that. What do you see with your football mind and your football IQ? What do you see on that Pittsburgh defensive side of football that is so deficient for them? They're not very consistent on that side of the ball, and they get gashed for big plays too often. They they have great pass rush up front with Watt and those guys that are rushing, but they seem to every so often drop coverage. I mean, even if you remember the Chargers game, there was a touchdown that got the Chargers back in the game where the two DBs totally ran into each other. Right. And in the end zone, and the ball bounces up and lands in the wide receiver's chest. That should never happen. I mean, since when I say never happen, Devin, I'm talking about in high school. If you've got a safety and a cornerback in, in high school and one is over the top, meaning the safety, he should be playing the upfield shoulder. The inside guy or the cornerback should be playing the downhill shoulder. So you should never run into each other at all. And that's a simple route combination that they were running. So things like that seem to be, and I'm going to say, I hate to say coaching, but somehow, and a lot of times you got on the field coaching too. So not just the guys that are coaching from Wednesday to Saturday, but you know, you got, sometimes it takes a veteran to kind of talk through some things, you know, the route combinations, what routes should be coming and being able to play those routes. But things like that shouldn't happen on the NFL team. want to ask you, I mentioned Kareem Hunt. What are your thoughts on uh, the NFL's handling of it and, and the entire situation? And my ultimate question is, do you think he will be back in the NFL, whereas a guy like Ray Rice never got another chance? Well, what are your thoughts on the entire debacle that is the Kareem Hunt situation? Well, I'm a second-chance guy, so I would hope the guy would get another chance in the league. It's very unfortunate, uh, no matter what happens or what happened or what occurred. You know, what we see is the camera, and we've all been 21 or 22 years old before and wanted to have a good time, and it sounds like the young man was trying to do the right stuff, had a hotel room or whatnot, and things got out of hand. What I'd always tell kids, because I talk to rookie symposiums all the time and guys that are going in, and I always say use the number five. You know, when something happens, if you can give yourself five minutes to focus on what, how to get in and out of it, then a lot of times, uh, then a lot of times we're able to 
reconsider the actions we're about to take. And unfortunately, these guys, these cameras are everywhere, and the NFL is taking the, the role of we're not going to wait. It used to be innocent until proven guilty, but now it's the guilt that goes with it, and they're putting these guys on the shelf and not allowing them to play play through it, not understanding that, hey, you got two versions of the truth, and, and you know, you got his side, her side, and the truth is somewhere in the middle. Those those days are long gone, Devin. So these guys really have to protect themselves, protect their futures, and try to stay away from all that stuff. Yeah, and I say I always say this, uh, and I don't know specifically what happened in that, in that situation, but these things never happen at 10 o'clock in the morning. It's always sometime yeah. in, the, in the wee hours. And, you know, I, I've been around enough to know, and I've seen enough outrageous behavior that when you bring in, you know, outside substances like alcohol or, or whatever else you know whether it's him or his friends or the the young lady things get exacerbated and obviously nobody condones the any kind of contact uh, with a woman or putting your hands on a woman so nobody condones that but yeah. these guys just they just don't seem to they just don't seem to understand the severity of the situation. And I give his, his, his boys credit. They tried to keep him out of trouble, but he, he tried even harder. So it's a, a terrible right. situation. And, I mean, and we know the difference in the touch and the kick. Let's be honest. We know the difference between the touch and the kick. But at the end of the day, if it's on the camera, it all looks bad. You know, so, I mean, and, and when we played, you know, you had the same kind of things that would go on, right, wrong, or indifferent. But, you know, I tell guys that, you know, back when we played before the cameras and the camera phones and the cameras in the hallways and the cameras on the elevator, it was like if you could make sure your name stayed out of the paper, it didn't get back to the head coach, it didn't get back to your family, you were okay. But now these kids, are they're under the limelight. They want to Snapchat and Facebook and Instagram, everything, every step of the way. And uh, it just, you know, a lot of times when you've got that name, uh, like a coach used to tell me, sometimes it's a double-edged sword. You know, sometimes it can get you out of trouble, but the same way it can get you into trouble just the same way when people figure out who and what you're about just to get their name in the paper and get you get you some publicity in the wrong way. But, I, you know, I feel, I feel bad for the kid because, again, we've all been 20, 21, 22, and I feel bad for the young lady, too, because it sounds like she was 19 years old, and, you know, I've got daughters myself, and I don't want them in the wrong place at the wrong time. So um, it's a bad situation, but like you said, you, you you add that alcohol and things like that, and it becomes a, a toxic mix. No doubt about it. Do, do you think he will get a chance? I know you said you 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 believe in second chance. Yeah. Do you think the NFL will? Some team in the NFL will agree with you. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think he's earned the right to get a second chance, and I, I believe he'll get a second chance. You know, that running back position is kind of iffy, iffy, but he's a young. What, what happened with Ray Rice? First of all, it was unparalleled, um, and we, you know, that was the beginning of social media. That was the beginning of TMZ. However long that was ago, four years ago, and now. Ray Rice. Yeah, Ray Rice was towards the end of his career as a running back. Uh, I, I think I, I think this kid has a great future, and he's shown remorse. And again, I think we as society, we're a second chance society. 
So I'm gonna hope he gets a second chance with somebody. Yeah, and I hope he goes get seeks counseling and gets all that he needs and and really if whatever he needs to do to apologize to the young lady, however that needs to go, hope all that works itself out. Um, but you know, again, we'll we'll see what happens. But before uh, in this what, final, go ahead. What's to your point too, Devin? I'm sorry to cut you off. To your point too, that Ray Rice situation. Everybody forgets that you know they were engaged. Both of them spoke publicly, and. The first thing they said is we were celebrating the anniversary and we had a fifth or a liter of tequila within uh, an hour, hour and a half, and we're on our way back to the room when all that happened. So, yeah, alcohol and those things, when they enter into your system, a lot of those crazy things happen. And now they still happily married with three kids, but Ray Rice lost his job because of it. Yeah, and you would think that he would have been sort of the poster child for uh, really not touching women, not putting your hands on a woman. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, hadn't. I guess you have to keep reteaching this lesson. And some guy, and again, the majority of the guys in the NFL got it and they get it. And, and I think as a society, we are getting better as it pertains to to physical violence against women. I think that that has improved, uh, you know, through the years. Uh, but again, you just hope that that story is a cautionary tale that all these guys. Uh, uh, jump on. Final thing before I let you get out of here. I want to give you mm-hmm. an opportunity to brag on your D lineman, whether it's Aaron Donald. I also want to ask you about the play of Jadavion Clowney. So uh, talk about some of your D linemen since you are D tackle and you got, you know, you did work all those years. Talk about uh, guys around the league who we should be watching out for on the D line. Oh man, you said the two, you said the two that I love watching right now. We'll, we'll start with Jadavion and I'm going to say this, I'm going to make a plea to the, to the front office of Texas, pay that man, give him his money, whatever you got to give him. You know, everybody talks about the quarterback position, man, but equally so, if you have somebody that can create havoc in the backfield, which Clowney does consistently, you got to find a way to keep him. You know, so he and Watt and Merciless have been doing an outstanding job. And really, Clowney, the last two, three years, his growth has been phenomenal. Um, you know, I think sometimes we're spoiled by watching Watt. J.J. was coming back from, you know, his back and his knee and everything else. He's been healthy, knock on wood. But he is an efficient and very eloquent pass rusher when you watch him. His hands are meticulous. He's great with everything he does. And then Jadavion, he's not as pretty or fluid with it, but he's just kind of the smash and grab part of it. And he makes just as much noise in the backfield. You know, anything that's in a different color, he does not mind smashing it. And that's great, man. That's great. Aaron Darnold over there at the Rams, man, his engine, his engine actually reminds me a lot of JJ's two, three years ago. He is full bore for 60 minutes. You know, and I've never seen anybody rush the ball, rush the passes so well in tight spaces. He's got to be a strong, little, quick little fella down there. You know, I don't know what his 40 time is, or more so as a defensive lineman, what his 10 or 15 yard time is, but he is a playmaker. Who would you compare him to that played in your era? John Randall. Okay, great comparison. With more size, with more size than John Randall, though, right? Yeah, with more size. He's a little taller than John Randall, definitely. But when you watch that engine and his consistent week down, down in, down out, 
I'm like, golly, can, the guy needs a Gatorade or a glass of water or something. Got He's got to be tired. <laughs> well, hey, man, I want to thank you for taking some moments out of your day to hang out with us. And, uh, you know, of course, if we could, I would love to have you in studio all the time. And uh, we already made plans to get you in studio so we can do some balling or falling or shame, shame, shame or charge it to the game. We'll get you in studio real soon, man. We certainly appreciate you. Man, sounds good, man. Good talking to you, D. Y'all have a great week, man. All right, you too. But that was Santana Dotson. I want to thank him for being a part of the show. But before I let go, before I let go, any final thoughts from you before we get out of here? No, I just thank you guys for continuing to listen. I think it's a privilege to come to you every week or one week when I get an opportunity to come to you guys. Uh, just keep sharing and liking, and, and we appreciate all the love. So I do have something big coming up. I'm not going to say where or how, but the website will be up soon. Okay. The website will be up soon. The website will be up soon. I'm excited about that. There'll be one-stop shopping for all the things that I do. You'll be able to find me. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. I want to thank Santana Dotson. I want to thank my man DJ Wayne Head. DJ Damon also want to take care of him. Our producer, Tramel Jeffers, who I can randomly call to look up something for me. And voila, I'll have it in a few moments. So want to thank him. The young fella is our intern and our producer. So uh, if you get a phone call from him uh, so to be a guest on the show, please do so. Uh, we promise we'll be doing more. I'll be doing the briefs for you. And in addition to that, I will be doing that episode 79 coming up real soon. And soon enough, we will have uh, man, we will have a lot. I'm, I'm bursting at seams. I just I don't have enough time in the day to get it all done. But I will want to thank you guys. And as always, have a great day. You are now in the mix with DJ Waynehead. Yeah, that almighty amazing hell, highly contagious, kamikaze sound splash like a shot from a gauge until your body sound clash. Get of the class, magna cum laude beats, bring the beat, stop me, flagrant, foul, rowdy, read, pipe, a deep type, disposition, keep them flipping, keep them playing they position, keep making the people listen what I spent, put them out on the limb, got tears, got blood, got sweat, leaking out of the pen, your fake not setting the trend, we never listen to them, it's like trying to take a piss in the wind, my home team doing visitors in, you don't test them, they all standing close to the edge, so don't stress them, now who the type built the last, it's no question the master, villain in black with no steps in my sound, hitting you hard from every direction, your head and your shoulder, area, your yeah. mid section, Buckle my, um, shoe, yabba do hibbity hoo crack a bruise, a trick or treat Smell my feet, yep, I dribbity drop the hit The books get on your walk, and spark that on sticks and shit Dreads and double dress and swiggity smack some wigs, kids The boogity woogity Brooklyn boys about to get a hit Stick my waist bones connected to my hip bone My hip bones connected to my thigh bone My thigh bones connected to my knee bone My knee bones connected to my body, ha, ha, ha The jibbity jabba, Georgia jabba, not the pretty bone